everybody, and welcome back to another edition of T Watches a Scary Movie. I'm T, and of course, we're talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can catch the video version on the YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And audio version can be checked out on all your favorite podcasting platforms so make sure to go and uh check out the show like it subscribe share want to make sure everybody's catching all of this now on the last episode i was talking about the best of 2022 i was going over the top 10 horror films that got to me in the year of 2022 and i was covering our six through ten entries if you recall i said coming in at number 10 was Deadstream. Number nine was Pearl. Number eight was Prey. Number seven was Bones and All. And number six was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So, what do I have coming in in our top five films of the year? Now, I will say that my top 10 has only shifted slightly over the course of this year itself. A lot of the entries that were on it have been on there most of the year, and I got sad that uh, some of these got shifted out as time went on. Not because uh, not because there weren't better movies that came out, but just it was crazy to think that we had just so many amazing films coming out, and I felt sad that some of my favorites really got shifted out of that way. So. We're not going to waste any time. We're just going to jump right back into it. Coming in at number five. Coming in at number five was We're All Going to the World's Fair. Now, for the longest time, I had gone back and forth with this one now because I originally had a different entry at number five that actually shifted its way up. But upon rewatch, I had to swap them over just because I found myself... Uh, caring a little bit a little slightly bit more about what i have at the four entry than i do here at five we're all going to the world's fair tells the story of this young girl who is still dealing with the uh, loss of her mother and with the distant relationship she has with her father decides that she's going to engage in the current fad of uh, online challenges about going to the world's fair and her life just takes a wild journey from the moment that she decides to engage into this challenge now i found it to be rather uh rather chilling watching this tale because it doesn't have a lot of the typical scares that you might be looking for in a horror film but i thought watching the transformation that this young girl is going through whether it's something that is actually happening to her whether it's something that she's doing to herself it's everybody's own interpretation uh Obviously, I think that that's kind of the way that you watch this, but I do feel that um, either way, no matter which way you choose to go from, it's a very captivating, captivating transformation over the course of this film. And I found myself getting unnerved by it multiple times while watching this film, because I watched it a number of times. I actually had uh, my friend Ben Shotzalon to talk about this film back last fall, which we had a great time just dissecting it over and over. Um, it's a it's a terrific tale uh, that has a lot of messages in it. And, you know, the uh, director and writer, Jane Schoenbaum, has talked a lot about how it's directly talking talking about, uh, about trans lives, basically. And how that's the interpretation that should be gathered from it. And I think you can absolutely see 
very much see where uh, where they're coming from with saying that is the that is the message is supposed to be coming across with it with again our our lead character's transformation over the course of this film and the dangers that they find themselves in over the course of this movie. Now I have found because I've suggested it to a number of friends and found that they weren't quite as engaged with it, and I get that because this is a very uh, a very deep film to say say the least now i feel that a lot of the 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 scary part of it is not really understanding what's happening to our lead character in this film and trying to make it work out <coughs> work out for yourself what you believe might really be going on either way it's available on hbo max for you to check out absolutely catch this one because this this one was in my top three for a while but again we just had some really really strong entries hitting in the later part of the year so i got shuffled out uh again that's we're all going to the world's fair coming in at number four it is jordan peele's latest masterpiece nope uh man Folks, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele has just been one of our best new filmmakers we have had since the year 2000. I think it's hard for somebody to come onto the scene and make such high-profile films that continue to not only raise the stakes, but still continue to engage your audiences, make them scared, make them laugh, you know, invoke all the gambit of emotions. And not only that, but just do something completely different each and every time because from get out to us to nope these three films are just vastly different in the kind of horror that jordan peele has chosen to bring to us and you can see uh his influences in each film changing and nope is no different and Considering these kind of very intimate stories that Jordan Peele chooses to uh, tell about his characters in his film, Nope kind of hit really, really hard, honestly, because uh, it tells the story of this family that's looking, uh, looking for a way to get by after the loss of their patriarch and trying to find a way that works for one sibling that doesn't necessarily work for another sibling. And while they're trying to reconcile the way that things should be run, they're in the midst of dealing with uh, an invader of sorts. Uh, and there's there's all different kinds of invaders when I say that, because uh, it's, it's not necessarily just the one that you might be thinking when I say that word. This film uh, tells quite a lot about different invaders coming in and causing problems to our, uh, to our lead characters' lives. And... Uh, it does get downright, uh, downright disgusting and gruesome as we see what happens to uh, to quite a, number, a large number of people throughout this film. But it's also very fascinating because I think it's a different take on uh, an invader type storyline from what we've ever kind of seen before, and definitely, definitely a different way for them to be portrayed. And just like he's done with his other films, nope, uh, not not like M. Night Shyamalan, because uh, I, I do like M. Night Shyamalan films, but um, uh, Jordan Peele definitely sets the film up going one specific way or one way that we might interpret it as. And then, you know, a little bit more than halfway through, suddenly there's just this large shift and it becomes something completely different. And I know that a lot of people that I spoke to that saw uh, even us uh, weren't able to stick around with that as they kind of started to realize what what us was truly about and i think note might be a little bit more their speed honestly and the uh, again i talk about influences but uh for those who truly are big jordan peele fans and i can even admit it that i missed some things upon my watch in theaters that i caught catching back watching at home you're gonna find uh, a lot of things a lot of things especially those akira references 
in there to bring a big big smile to your face and that's that's one of the greatest things here about nope is that i feel that every time you watch it you peel back just yet another layer of uh of things that are going on in the story and that's something that has happened with all three of jordan peele's films so far and it helps that uh daniel uh, daniel kalua and uh, uh kiki palmer are amazing amazing leads uh you absolutely love to watch these two uh you know we've been watching it's funny we've been watching kiki palmer for decades at this point and daniel kalua not uh not as long no not as long as this point but still uh you know he was in he was in get out and after the ab absolutely fantastic in that film but kiki palmer though uh is really showing showing up here as entering this like new phase of her career to where she's absolutely a leading lady and absolutely somebody who especially in horror uh can hold it down the right way so i'm excited to see see what's in the future not just for uh jordan peele but i really want to see kiki palmer do more horror honestly because she is she is perfect for for that world she's absolutely perfect for that world so that brings us to number three which is gonna be the black phone the black phone now this is a movie, uh, I'm sure you've seen the trailers at this point, about a, uh, a person who goes around abducting children and it doesn't end too well for them. You know, we've seen the posters, we've seen the trailers about Ethan Hawke and these various devil-looking looking masks. And um, again, it's another film on this list to where we're left really to be scared by what we're interpreting and what we can visualize for ourselves because the black phone definitely takes the less is more approach and lets your own mind kind of put together what has what has happened with all of these uh, all of these victims that the grabber as he's called has uh, has abducted throughout the course of time and there's a bit of a personal connection to it because the black phone is set in uh, it's set in Colorado which is where I reside and it's funny because I talked about it in my review to where the film none of the film was actually shot in Colorado but damn it if it doesn't look like uh, you know a Colorado neighborhood because I've lived here for 20 years at this point and my lord it absolutely looks like it but I think the grabber is a fantastic villain Ethan Hawke doesn't get that many chances to play the kind of like evil dark role that he played in this and when he does he does an amazing job now I can't just talk about Ethan uh, Ethan Hawke because Ethan Hawke was not the only one in this film. And uh, the cast of this was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal here. Uh, whether it was our lead character, Finney, played by uh, Mason Thames, uh, who does this wonderful, wonderful job throughout the film showing... Uh, showing uh, showing Finney kind of grow into a more capable young man because we kind of see earlier on and throughout the film that Finney is still uh, still very much reserved and not not meek but he's a bit on the timid side and if he's going to survive this ordeal he has to learn and he has to bring on a lot of these characteristics from um, from all these other kids that he learns about while he's trapped by the grabber to become something different to, to, to basically do a little bit of growing up and in that sense it is a bit of a coming of age tale uh, which is kind of interesting because the, the, the story itself was written by Joe Hill uh, who is the son of of Stephen King 
and uh, who wrote Stand By Me. And there's a lot of parallels in here, I think, to the Black Phone and Stand By Me. But I would be amiss to not mention Madeline McGraw, who played Finney's sister Gwen, who is absolutely the standout of this film. And, you know, I'm, I'm holding on for hope. I'm holding on for hope there's some kind of Oscar recognition uh, because, you know, Golden Globe nominations are already out and horror is definitely, definitely being skipped over as it is. I'm really, really hoping we can get some horror representation in the Oscars because Madeline McGraw did amazing with Quinn. Um, being a girl who's, who's wise beyond her years, who's there to stick up and defend her older brother um, while out, you know, out and about in and, and, and their normal lives. But back at home, you see that she deals with her own, uh, her own abduction, her own, uh, her own being held captive by her father and just has the talents, talents beyond her years. Absolutely phenomenal actress. But this is one you definitely uh, need to check out. Um, again, like a lot of my other ones on the list, it doesn't have a lot in the sense of traditional scares, so it might be easier for some to watch through it. But those of y'all who have kids, this might, uh, might be one that you might gloss over here. Now, that leaves us at the one and the two spot. And we're just gonna jump right to it. Number two is a recent one, a real, real recent one, and that is The Menu. Oh, I fought with myself about this, trying to decide what was gonna take that top spot, and The Menu was right there. Um, and we'll talk about the reason why number one kept that here in just a moment, but The Menu is so incredibly witty. It's hilarious. It's also absolutely terrifying. And Anya Taylor-Joy uh, uh, is just a fantastic, a fantastic lead who in her numerous roles across the years just continues to build this wonderful wonderful screen presence uh nicholas halt who uh you know i i've never i, I i've never uh been the biggest biggest fan of plays it plays his role absolutely perfectly and is somebody who you can just love to hate in this as well too uh, uh ray fines as our uh quote-unquote villain in the film as well um does a great job of conveying just the disdain and the apathy and also just the heartbreak that this character has built up over the course of their life to lead them to this moment and this night that the menu takes place it's a fantastic character piece uh and it's actually something that's going to leave you rather hungry as well too and when putting this list together i had to realize that you know nothing had hit me as hard as the menu really did like it is some of the the smartest writing that was on the screen all of last year and something that i know that just won't lose that edge anytime that you see it because you know i have watched it a couple times at this point and it was still very snappy each and every single time i was watching this movie um it, it, it's a fantastic watch it's an absolutely loving enjoyable watch and the great thing is is that it hits hbo max on january 3rd so you don't really have to wait that long to actually catch it yourself and it, it's funny because you know the course uh the course say course it's funny because it's a movie about a restaurant but throughout the course of this film we get to see a number of different meals that are prepared for all these guests to arrive at this island only to find out that uh this meal is not the only thing that they're paying for tonight and they're going to pay for it with their lives um 
the these courses that they show us each time they prepare something they give us all the ingredients it's like man this film is uh designed to hit you on a bunch of different levels because also don't be shocked if a number of people try to go and like recreate a number of these dishes that they prepare throughout the film but there's a lot that this movie is definitely trying to say about um uh, for sure about social media culture uh, out there but as well about uh taking enjoyment in something that you love and just enjoying it to enjoy it and not let it be bastardized by all of these other things and it's saying quite a lot and that's not the only message there's so many things going across it you can check my review out to see some of the things i'm talking about but i do feel that this is one that you'll get a different interpretation of every single time that you watch this movie. So you definitely don't, don't want to miss this one. Catch that on HBO Max. And that brings us to the number one film of the year. Uh, you haven't heard it in the top ten list so far, so you probably have a guess as to what this is going to be because I've been singing its praises all year. I am talking about Ty West's X. Oh, my Lord. You know, I remember seeing the trailer forever ago before the movie came out and i wasn't too sure about it because um I, honestly and i have admitted this admitted this before i was in a bit of a jaded mind space where i was like no i'm i'm not gonna see anything new i'm just gonna see franchise films and over the last year and a half i've really i've really tried to break that and make sure i'm seeing a lot more because i really love horror and i really want to dive more into horror and i had that problem for the longest time and even though x is now a franchise like that whole thing's a franchise now um at the time it wasn't and seeing it it blew me away uh, a group of pornographers go down to shoot will hopefully be a groundbreaking new video to usher in the new world of porn and unfortunately they find out that they have more to worry about than how the world is going to accept their cutting edge video um to say more would really take away from the shock value of it. And there is a prequel that we've talked about on this list called Pearl, which will give you a slight bit of insight of what to expect here on X. But it's really the, store, the, store, uh, the story of Maxine, who uh, doesn't want to have this ordinary life and is looking for something bigger and better out of the world itself and is willing to do whatever it takes to get that very very similar to the lead of the prequel pearl uh only in this case here maxine is not going about it the same way pearl has at least not yet she's not we'll find out in the third movie maxine but between the outlandish gory kills that were in here believe uh between the parallels to a lot of older horror films that we've seen whether it be you know texas chainsaw massacre or whether it be halloween or anything like that um between the fact that these characters honestly uh you know some might look down on what they do they all have good reasoning for the reason or for the reasons why they're involved there's so much about this film that just had me drawn in for every single second of it and i don't know about anybody else but even with some of my favorite films there's parts that you might not enjoy like you might like only watch the first half of the film or the second half of the film like terminator 2 i use as a great example i absolutely love terminator 2 but i kind of check out after the uh after the heist at cyberdyne and miles dixon like blows up the entire place that's kind of what i'm done with the film honestly the t-1000 fight was cool to me as a kid it didn't hit as hard as i got older so like i kind of i'm kind of done with the movie at that point um 
And I have, a, I have a number of other examples, but I'm sure, I don't know if anybody's like that to me, but even some of the movies on my top list, you know, I, I might not necessarily need to watch the entire thing. And X is one that anytime I've seen it on TV, I have to go and watch the entire film because the whole thing is just such a absolute trip. Like I love the buildup knowing that like the tension just keeps rising and rising and rising and rising. And the first time that you see it, you have no idea, no idea at all where this is planning on going and it just hits you like a bag of bricks when that first kill goes down and it doesn't really stop because that first kill is incredibly gory and incredibly brutal and each one after that just seems to continue it on and on and on and it's mean. It's a very, very mean film but that's kind of like the story that Ty West is trying to tell with this that life isn't fair to a number of these people and that some people get things that they don't feel that they rightfully deserve. Um, it still hits me. It's one that I love watching to death. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I cannot, cannot suggest it enough, folks. You need to check out my absolute favorite horror film the best horror film of 22 uh, 2022 i say favorite not my favorite of all time my favorite 2022 but the best horror film of 2022 is x bar none and the menu got close the menu got really really close i really really had to fight with myself to figure out which one was going to take it but x takes the cake y'all x takes that cake so that's it that's my top 10 of 2022 what have you seen out of these movies that I've listed, did you like them all? Did you hate them all? I know some of these are going to divide a lot of you. I want you to tell me in the comments here if you've managed to see all 10 of these films and where you would rank them. Tell me what your top 10 were as well, folks, because those are the things that I want to know. That's going to do it for me, though, y'all. Make sure to go back and check out part one of this episode so you can find out what entry 6 through 10 was. I'll catch you on the next episode. Boy here is a big fan of Fangoria. So if you want to check out the world's best horror magazine that's out there, get a chance to get yourself your own subscription, which I just got my first one back in 2022, and I don't regret it for a second. But if you want your own Fangoria subscription or you like the Fangoria merchandise, then head over to the Fangoria shop and use my link if you want to save yourself some money, folks. That's an easy one to remember. Just go to shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W. Again, that's shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W or use my specific code A-X-D-E-W at checkout. You can save 20% off your entire order and that implies two uh, subscription and one-time orders as well you don't want to miss out folks because with the magnitude of horror movies we've had released in the last few years and with what we have on the horizon Fangoria is going to be your number one source for all that great juicy bloody information in the world of horror so again head to shop.fangoria.com Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in to T-Watch This Scary Movie. I appreciate you checking out another review or movie news, whether we're talking movies, TV shows, books, or games, whatever. It's all scary. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page video. That's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, 
youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And you can check out the audio version on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search T Watch the Scary Movie or Twaza. Don't forget, my name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.